Hey guys, and welcome back to Box Mining. Today, we have an especially interesting video for all of you guys who are interested in artificial intelligence. We have researcher Ben Gertzel, and he's been researching AI for a long time, especially he's a top pioneer in the general artificial intelligence space. He's also the CEO and co-founder of Singularity Net, and he's also creating the Singularity DAO as well. So Ben, welcome to the channel. Hey, happy to be here. So I guess like just to start off with the first question, um, you know, we, we've been talking about blockchain for a while and obviously AI gets thrown in there from time to time. But, you know, sometimes I feel like a lot of people don't understand why we need AI and blockchain. What's the kind of advantage here? Can you just like tell me like kind of, you know, your approach, why you came to the space, uh, your story about this? Yeah, my background is more AI than blockchain. So I have a PhD in math from the 1980s, but even before I did that math degree, my, my passion in life has above all been to create machines that can really think and machines ultimately that can think as well as or better than people and are, you know, compassionate, benevolent machines that will, will help, help people, right? And, 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 and help people go like even even beyond humanity as we know it. So very science fictional visions or what has- uh, So you're creating Skynet. <laughs> well, we're, we're creating a benevolent analog benevolent of, Skynet. Of, of Skynet without like uh, naked bodybuilders traveling backwards in time and wreaking havoc, right? But yeah, so how does that connect with blockchain? Of course, there's two directions, how AI can help blockchain and how blockchain can help AI. And how I got, into the AI blockchain connection was really by looking at how blockchain can help AI, which is by giving it the possibility of decentralized control. I mean, I think fundamentally, if you look at AI is ultimately not just consisting of specific tools for solving specific problems, but consisting of a general purpose intelligence fabric, right? Then you would like that not to be controlled by a particular government agency, a particular large corporation or, or billionaire or something, you'd like, you would like AI to be controlled democratically in a participatory, like decentralized manner. And so how, how do you do that? Well, blockchain lets you create decentralized democratic control in a decentralized network with no, no one owner and no central point of, of failure, right? So that's, mm -hmm. That's how I got into it. I started trying to create decentralized AI control systems based on strong encryption and, and based on distributed processing in the late 90s before blockchain as such existed. But then as, as blockchain technologies matured, as Ethereum rolled out smart contracts, I'm like, well, hold on. We now actually have the tools we can use to make decentralized AI systems. And once you get into it, you then see ways that AI can can help with with blockchain as well. I mean, in, in in particular, I mean you have endless problems with security and and fraud in mm. blockchain networks and AI based reputation systems. AI AI for cybersecurity can help usually. So I, I think the there there's a feedback feedback in both directions. And now of course we're we're using AI also on the, the crypto finance side with the with singularity now that we'll talk about in a few minutes got it so so um talking about ai i mean ai has been a big a big jargon word right so i think this is my 
uh, it, it, so there's something that holds me back because you know everything is AI nowadays, right? Like you got Xiaomi coming over AI camera. Oh my god! Like it's a regular camera, but <laughs> it's got some <laughs> AI effects on it. But you know, um, how do you distinguish, say, general intelligence AI and versus you know just simple like machine? Yeah, learning? I mean the term mm -hmm. the term AI is a big umbrella, and I think that's. That's all right. I mean, like the term life is a big umbrella covering everything from little microorganisms up to up to human beings, right? And and weird stuff like superorganisms of ant and bee colonies, right? So mm -hmm. intelligence is also a big a big umbrella. And it includes what I'd call narrow AIs, AIs that do highly specific things within a context that's set up by their user. And in future, hopefully not that too distant the future, it will include AGIs, general artificial intelligences that, you know, can act in a way that's not directly conditioned by their programming or their training, but can be creative and imaginative and, and do fundamentally novel things with some understanding of themselves and their relation to their, to their context. And ultimately, when you have an AGI that can do computer programming, and, and AI research itself, it will bootstrap itself into a super intelligence, which is the, which is the, is the end game. And we would like that to happen within a democratic and decentralized control framework rather, rather than toward the narrow, narrow aims of some particular group. Mm -hmm. So, so that's kind of the difference, right? So, for the audiences watching here, I think that there's a big distinction because obviously, right now, there's a lot of like, say, neural processing engines and stuff that, like, you know, Apple toots around, but that's not general intelligence, right? General intelligence would be like it's self aware almost. Um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, that the there's a question about the relation between narrow AIs and AGIs, right? And some people think you can just make your narrow AIs get more and more and more general and stronger and stronger until they become AGIs. You might also think you could take a bunch of different narrow AIs doing different but related things and network them together into a sort of super system which manifests AGI much as your visual cortex isn't an AGI, your motor cortex isn't an AGI, your temporal lobe isn't an AGI, but your, but your brain is, is a general intelligence, right? So, I mean, I think SingularityNet, which is a blockchain-based platform I, I launched with some others in 2017, this is a decentralized protocol for connecting a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of different AI agents in a coordinated network. And you can use this in a number of ways. I mean, you can use this, it's an AI marketplace, people can buy and sell their AI wares on an API marketplace. Mm. You can use it to connect together different AI agents written by different people to make narrow AI services doing particular things like AI for DeFi or AI for controlling robots. Or you could try to get the singularity net to be a, a fabric in which different AI agents combined to form a general intelligence, right? It's sort of a primordial mm. soup of AI agents that you could try to coax a lot of things to, to emerge out of. So, so how close are we? So, so you know, uh, uh, SingularityNet is deployed. Um, so, so right now it's a marketplace. Are we close to general AI or, you know, what's the current it's state? Very, of it's hard to say. I mean, I would like to hope we're close and we're pushing as hard as we can. If you look in the recent history of AI, what you see is there's been 
progress in bursts lasting a few years in particular areas. Like between 2014 and 17, computer vision just went crazy, right? Like in 2014, computer vision was quite primitive. By 2017 or so, like face recognition worked, action recognition worked. You, you had like cameras on the street corner in Shenzhen that recognize if you're jaywalking and automatically send you a ticket, right? Because they recognize your face. And yeah. natural language processing had a similar incredible burst of progress in a few years, starting from uh, BERT, the BERT model from Google, Transformer Neural Networks in 2018, then GPT-3. Uh, you know, in, in 2016, you did not have software programs that could generate text that looks like it was written by a human. It didn't work. And now in a few years, you had that breakthrough. So I think we're going to have a breakthrough to AGI in a similar nature. There's going to be a few years of progress where there's going to be bang, 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 one after another result on general intelligence, better and better. Now, will, will that start in 2022 or 2025? Isn't obvious. I don't think it's going to be 2040 though. Like, I, so I, I think <laughs> I think we're pretty close. Like in in the scale of human history, we're right there, right? But mm. of course, of course, I, I'm trying to make it happen within the next few years, rather than 10 or 15 years from now. And I think there there's distinctions between AGI and narrow AI. There's also a lot of commonalities. So I mean, some of the some of the same AI tools we're using say in our Awakening Health project, which is out of Hong Kong, making humanoid robots to serve in, in elder care, or in our Singularity DAO decentralized finance project, which is which is using AI to help with, uh, with trading of baskets of low liquidity or mid liquidity altcoins. Like the AI that's used in these specific projects, it's a lot of the same algorithms that I think you need for AGI, but they're, they're arranged in, in, different, in different ways and they're taught in different ways and applied in different ways. So on the one hand, AGI and neural AI are not the same. On the other hand, there's a lot of the same software and algorithms mm. and representations that, that overlaps between the two. So, which is good because the world is putting a lot more resources into neural AI for specific applications yielding value right now than into AGI research. So that to the extent we can take stuff being done for narrow AI, organize it differently and make progress for the AGI. That way we can make faster progress. Got it. So uh, I want to move a little bit into this application, right? So you're talking about Singularity DAO, which is kind of moving this, um, applying AI to trading low basket of coins, right? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like how that works and what's the vision for this? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I think uh, to make the connection with general intelligence, I, I, I'd say, one of the shortcomings of AI in financial prediction and financial risk management generally is the difficulty narrow AI has in dealing with what are called regime changes in the financial market. So typically a trading system or a prediction methodology will work very well for a while and make people a bunch of money until mm. it doesn't work anymore. Why? Well, they call it a regime change, right? It could be a change in financial regulations in the key jurisdiction. It could be some other traders introduced a new kind of algorithm or a new trading approach, like something in the composition of the market changes and the algorithms that worked before don't work anymore. And, and it's very hard to have automated algorithms do well with regime changes. Now in the crypto markets, it's always a regime change, right? Like every, every few months, the market composition is changing radically or some key regulation is changing like the, 
the past statistics doesn't look like the next statistics. Mm. I mean, there's some commonality, like mm. on the whole, it goes up and there's a lot of volatility, but there's, there's constant changes in the nature of the market, which makes it a fascinating challenge from an AI point of view, right? It, it means that you need, you need algorithms that can generalize a fair bit beyond their past experience. Because in crypto, the past experience is never the same as, 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 as the near future is, is, is going to be, right? And so that's what got me interested in what can we do to apply some of our proto AGI algorithms mm. in, the, in, the, in the crypto world. But then when I thought about, you know, what's the most in interesting direction to, to go in there? I mean, you could do, you could do Bitcoin price prediction and, and Bitcoin futures and so on. And, and we're, we're doing some of that because we want to use that as a, as a hedge against other, other things we're doing. But it seemed to me like it's more interesting to do something with altcoins representing exciting startup projects. Because as, as someone who has founded a bunch of tech startups in, in my life, some successful, some less so, you know, I, I don't like the whole venture capital ecosystem, which is just uh, basically you're getting young kids forming companies and then those companies are bought, are bought by a few tech behemoths. So the whole VC startup pipeline is like a re recruiting pipeline for a few big companies, right? It seems like utility tokens and the altcoin ecosystem should be an alternative to the VC and corporate acquisition pipeline for doing tech startups. But it's hard because the crypto markets are so screwy and, and complicated. And after you launch your token, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's at the, the whim of, of, of a, a bunch of... Uh, speculators on, 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 on public markets. And it, it's often hard to grow a tech project that way. So I thought if you, if you could use AI to create a more mature financial ecosystem for low to mid quality alt, liquidity altcoins, I mean, mm -hmm. in essence, what you're doing is you're creating a better situation for startup tech projects that have launched their utility tokens to then, to then grow their projects after launch. And that's, that's really how Singularity DAO came about. Like I saw we could use proto-AGI technology to better deal with the regime changes that you see in, in the crypto markets and you could do with standards, disco mm. and machine learning tools. Then I saw if you could do something in DeFi that would help create more liquidity and derivatives and more sophisticated markets for smaller altcoins you'd create a better ecosystem for startup decentralized tech projects, right? So then what we're doing, we're taking baskets of low to mid liquidity altcoins and we're then creating an ecosystem where there's trading and prediction of these using sophisticated AI, AI algorithms. Right. And I think this, this can really be quite transformative in, in, in the crypto market. So I'm quite excited about it. Got it. I think that's really interesting because, I mean, uh, I think the first question I wanted to talk about and, and ask, and which you directly answered was, what's the difference between, say, an AI and an algorithm? Because algorithm trading has been around for a long time. You know, all the event market makers and everyone used them, right? So you answered that because of the regime change. But uh, something that's quite interesting also is um, in blockchain right now, um, regime changes happen all the time. And um, there's multiple yeah. blockchains and there's multiple art of, um, AMMs. Like we, we saw like Uniswap just come up out of the blue, right? If you're talking about DeFi, you know, Uniswap came and had, you know, billions of dollars worth of uh, liquidity locked and trade volume um, in a space of a year. So how would an AI do, um, deal with something like that? Like these new products are launching that's on, you know, the platform, you know, how do you even program something to be like, oh, 
to deal with these new systems coming in because DeFi moves like every week, right? That's that's how I fast mean, it, it moves. It's kind of the same way that a human trader does, though. I mean, I mean, a human trader who never saw Uniswap before, they could still make money by arbitraging between Uniswap and 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 Binance or something, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the the basic concepts are. The basic trades are the same. The basic the basic concepts are the same. So this comes down to what's called transfer learning in the AI field. Like, can can you transfer knowledge from one domain to a slightly related domain? Right. Like for me, for me, after I learned to drive a motorcycle, I could transfer some of that knowledge. To let me drive a car or a truck. Like I wasn't starting right. from scratch. Right. But but, but how AI, close are we to that for for AI right now at this current point though? Like how 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 close are we to achieving transfer knowledge? Like there's you know, a whole there's a mm -hmm. whole academic literature on, on transfer learning. So I mean it's mm -hmm. it is a it's a fairly mature field, and we were I was doing that in the financial markets. I guess I'm almost almost a decade ago, where it, it, it's like you if you train a system on, say. U.S. stocks, like constituents of the S&P 500, like, can you get it to do something on, on the Chinese A shares or something mm. and transfer some of the knowledge from U.S. stocks onto Chinese mm. stocks? And so that's been around in traditional finance for a while. I mean, crypto has advantages and disadvantages, right? I mean, from a trading view, like your algorithm can see the whole order book. And that and that's that's interesting because you can't do that in most in, in traditional markets. On the other hand, there's, you know, insane volatility and what you'd call not non non stationarity. Like the the statistics are 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 constantly changing. But I'd I'd say transfer learning. Twenty years ago, there was almost nothing on it, right? But the last five ten years, there's a lot of academic stuff on on transfer learning. But then, and there's what are called neural symbolic methods that we've we've pioneered in my OpenCog project and in SingularityNet, where you you use neural nets to recognize patterns, then you use like symbolic logic to get a more abstract representation of the patterns, and the the logical version of a pattern seen in the market can often transfer better to a different situation. So I mean, you can you can do a lot a lot of interesting things, and I think one of the cool things with the the Singularity DAO setup is we have our own AI, but we also we're creating an ecosystem that will incentivize other AI developers to contribute, right? So I mean, you can, mm. you, you have these these sets, these baskets of altcoins, which are called dynasets, because they're dynamically weighted sets, right? But then, and you can you can just you can in a non-custodial way. I mean, you, you can you can acquire those those dynasets, and then they're they're adaptively reweighted re by AI algorithms. You can oh, also you can also stake these down sets in a liquidity pool. There's a yield farming aspect. You get some reward for staking, but then the stake down sets can be borrowed by other AI algorithms that can then do arbitrage and, and prediction, different kinds of kinds of, of trading on them. And so we, we want to evolve an ecosystem of you know third-party algorithms that are are borrowing the stake down sets and and doing their own financial prediction and and hedging on on the underlying altcoins, and in in this way, you're creating a lot more liquidity for the underlying altcoins, but you're also getting a lot of collective intelligence into the ecosystem from all the different people's, all the different people's algorithms working together. And then the, the Singularity Net platform is then sort of the infrastructure in which these different AI algorithms 
are are implemented and can operate and 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 cooperate. So I mean, it's it's a bit complicated. On the other hand, you know that the traditional finance world has had all sorts of insane yeah. complexity with the high, high frequency trading and credit default yep. swaps and all this. So really, DeFi seems weird, but actually, DeFi is very far from catching up with traditional finance in terms of the the perverse complexity of the the instruments and, and dynamics in play. Interesting. So, so how's the development for everything? You know, um, is this um, you know what's being built so far and what's what's on the pipeline? Yeah. So Singularity Net is fairly mature. I mean, it's in mm -hmm. beta, but the platform has worked for a long time. There's a bunch of AI agents on it. In terms of Singularity. DAO, we have a development team that's been been working hard on this, and we're, we're in terms of the project that we're we're generating the SingDAO governance tokens on May sixth, and we're we're doing uh, IDOs on May tenth on pools and, and launch pools. So we're mm -hmm. we're doing the the tokenomic stuff, and we're we're marketing this uh, heavily to our Singularity Net AGI token holding community because they've mm -hmm. already got. They've already gotten interest because Singularity Net platform will be will be used for the AI under underlying SingDAO. So we're not too long after that before we launch the actual Singularity DAO platform. And then I'm thinking that 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 can grow quite rapidly. I mean, it's a it's a good time for the crypto markets in in general, obviously. So I think it's a it's a great time to be launching yep. something like this and. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, finance was the second real application of AI in the, the mainstream non-crypto world. Like the first the first was like military and espionage. The second was Wall Street. And then the advertising companies got a hold of it, right? So I, I think uh, we can see the same thing in the decentralized AI space. I mean, it, you don't have military there. Maybe the DeFi is the first place that decentralized AI gets really massive traction. And then after that, you'll see it roll out in more and more different verticals. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So if people want to learn a little bit more about um, Singularity Net, uh, Net and Singularity DAO, what's the best way to learn more? Yeah, so there's the Singularity Net website, singularitynet.io. There's a Singularity DAO website uh, as, uh, as well. And plenty of information there. You can find out there how to get to... Yeah, I'll put them in the links down below. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, tw tw Twitter and so forth. So no, no, no shortage of of information. And yeah, we're we're very interested to uh, you know to have folks participate in 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 every 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 possible way to join join the governance of the network with with governance tokens. If you're an AI 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 developer, you know, join and uh, implement your own AI algorithms and and. Set, set them to work on our, our liquidity pools. And there, there's a lot of ways to participate and uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an, an awesome year. Got it. Awesome. So I hope you guys are super excited for this. Um, and if you guys want to find out more, I'll put the links down below. I definitely want to thank Ben for coming in and um, talking to us a lot, sharing his passion and also giving us a little bit of an insight of how AI can be applied to this whole space in general. I'm definitely, um, I definitely feel it's cool that it can be applied into financial systems, especially with general AI. So I'm super excited for this. Um, yeah. Thank, thank you, Ben, for coming. All right. Thanks for having me.